their little wizards, their totems, their fairies, their guides, their guardians, their our loyal companions in some aspects. And man, oh man, are they fascinating. Ever wonder what your animals are trying to tell you? How to decipher those looks, barks, meows, and interesting behaviors? Join me as I share numerous animal communication encounters in some bizarre unfoldings. Jump into unique stories that will open your mind to the depths in which the animals that share our world are looking to connect. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Chatting with Chickens and Other Wonderful Animals with me, Lindsay Maurice. It feels good to be back recording. I don't feel you all would know how long it's been since I've recorded because I try to batch record sometimes when I'm in the flow and going with things. Life's had a strong flow lately, and so some of you have noticed you've already reached out to me about the episodes going bi-weekly versus weekly. Thank you, everyone, for understanding with some of my other roles and my other worlds. They've just been busy. We're about to wrap up a 200-hour yoga teacher training program, which is just one of my passions, too. Anyone who does this will get it. I love when you can wear like a lot of different hats because you get to have so many different experiences. And I'm finding more and more out about myself that I get a little bored (laughs) when I do the same thing for too long. However, I love our yoga teacher training with Soul Set. It's just an in person, connective experience. It's 200 hours. It's been six weekends since this year started. And this crew of individuals is just a remarkable group of human beings. And it's been really cool to see the personal development they've gone through, as well as each of them stepping into who they are, stepping into their teacher, stepping into their yoga practice. It's been wonderful. However, on a side note with that, I've just had to scale back in other areas, and one of those areas was going bi-weekly with the podcast instead of weekly. So we'll see where that goes and where that shines and opens up and flows. But to everybody who's reached out, thank you, and thank you for understanding. It's my birthday today. Yay, super exciting. It is March 19th. So I think it's a beautiful day to jump back in and share some beautiful connections, some great stories. I'm really excited about today's episode, and I'm excited about what I think I'm going to record after this one too. Out of all the animals that we've chatted about, I didn't think Bob would be our first part two for an episode, but I'm really not, I'm not surprised. He's one remarkable cat. So Little recap for anybody who maybe hasn't listened to Bob's part one. Maybe pause and give that one a listen first and then jump into part two or listen to this one and then listen to the other one. However, 
you feel called to journey with this, go for it. So there's been a lot (laughs) that has unfolded with Bob since Bob's original story episode. Most animals can wrap me around their finger. (laughs) Something I have to be mindful of, something my wonderful husband helps me kind of keep in line sometimes. However, for him, barn cats very easily can wrap him around their finger. Not many animals can. Some animals do, and some animals wiggle in there in a really sneaky way. However, he has always just been this huge suck, this huge sap for barn cats. There's just this connection there. It's really, it's really wonderful. To give everybody an update, as we started to move into winter, Bob started to become a mudroom cat and not just a barn cat. (laughs) And not only did Bob become a mudroom cat where he was allowed to chill, hang out and sleep in our mudroom and receive food and water and all of those wonderful things, he also got his own little bed in the mudroom. (laughs) And so why would he not want to be there? This was all set up by Alex, not myself. And I love it when this happens because it's things I naturally would do anyways. But I don't have to worry about him being like, Linz, what are you doing? You can't do that because he did it. (laughs) And so (laughs) it's been really cool. The relationship with Bob is a relationship I've never had with any other animal. So when he's chilling in the mudroom, he goes out in the morning with us and does chores. He comes back in. He goes out in the evening and does chores. And then he comes back in. Alex calls him cat dog. He just walks with the dogs. He just, you know, wants to be around and doing things. The other weekend, we cleaned the chicken coop and then we did all of the girls' hooves. So Alex knows how to trim their hooves. And so I help with that. So we were outside for a lot of the day. And he was just with us the whole time. He was laying in the coop. While we were cleaning out the coop, just hanging out and observing, he was up on the bales while we were doing the girls' hooves, and he just spent all day with us. It's just really, really cool to see the bond and everything else that's unfolded. Now, he still comes and goes. (laughs) It's one of those things he'll go for two weeks or a week or a couple days, and then he comes back, and it's Still one of those things where I just have to breathe and not worry and trust in his ability and let him do him because that's that's who he is. So it was actually really interesting because we just got back from Mexico, had a really nice trip, but we left the Tuesday morning at, I think it was five o'clock in the morning, we left our house. And Bob hadn't been home for a couple of days. And so we were like, okay, we had somebody house sitting for us. And I'm like, well, I guess we'll see him when we get back. And we pulled out of the driveway and turned onto the road and started going down the road. And then all of a sudden this cat in the middle of the night, well, it's like 5 a.m., starts running down the road towards us. I said to Alex, it's like he was like, I slept in. (laughs) And like he meant to be there, but he missed the timing of it. And so we turned the Jeep around. And we went back and then I let him into the mudroom and gave him some food because he'd been away for a couple days. He's so lovey. He's so affectionate. 
and he's so talkative. He's very, very, very vocal. And then it's interesting because he had been gone while there were people watching our house, but he came back, I think, the day before we came back and was there waiting for us when we came home and has been giving us lots of love ever since. So the amazing, cool, interesting, fun story that I have to share about Bob today is, so he's been moving into the mudroom. He's been hanging out with us. Yeah, that relationship has just shifted. And so there was one evening where he just was restless. And you can see this with him. He's an outdoor cat. He's a barn cat. He was quite feral when he first showed up at our place. And I feel he comes back and it's kind of like he stays at the Ritz for a bit where he doesn't have to hunt his foods there. He can sleep all day. He legit, when he comes back, will sleep all day. But then he gets restless because he's not hunting. He's not doing these things that he should be doing that burn his energy. And so then he goes and then he comes back. The one night you could tell he was restless. And so he'd gone outside when my parents were leaving after they were here for dinner. But then he came back in and then Alex went to do something and he ran out and it was a snowier night and he just, yeah, decided that he needed to go on a journey that night. And it was just one of those moments I heard Alex open the door from upstairs and like in my heart, I just, I just didn't have the best feeling. I wanted to go downstairs and kind of get him and bring him back into the house. and. It was deeper than just the bad weather, but it wasn't sitting with me. And so a few days go by, like it just still wasn't sitting with me. It just felt a little off. And I think it was like five or six days went by. And then in the morning, Alex had said to me, you know, when I let Bob out that night, I just had this feeling like that's maybe going to be the last time that we see him. And as soon as he said that, because Alex, Alex maybe won't admit it. He might admit it to certain people, but Alex is pretty intuitive. He's quiet, but he's intuitive. And so when he said that, and with me already having those thoughts in the background, I was like, oh, yeah, that just solidifies some of the feelings I was having too. And I looked at Alex and I was like, yeah you know, I have this feeling as well that maybe he's just, we're not going to see him again. And so I reached out to one of my best friends, soul sisters, amazing souls. I know I've chatted about her on some other episodes. She's wonderful. She has a really divine connection with animals. And so for me, not being overly neutral in the situation, I reached out to her and I just was like, you know, could you check in with Bob and just see how he's doing? Gave her kind of an insight around how Alex and I were feeling. And so she agreed to and she took some time. She pulled some cards and then she got back to me later that night. And she's like, you know, as soon as I connect in, I see him as a bobcat hunting, doing well, like doing his thing. But I also, too, get that he might be journeying on somewhere else. Like not that he's transitioned or passed, but that he's needing to move on. There's there's part of his journey that's taking him somewhere else right now. And so I took this in and it's one of those things that 
you know what's going on, but you just need to hear it from someone else. And this really took me through a journey. Again, and I've talked about this, I think, in his last episode. I don't ever want him not doing what he wants to do because of me. That's not my role to play interference within another being's path. It provided a really cool experience (laughs) for me to go inward, to look at some beliefs, to look at some attachments, to look at some triggers, and to just do some processing around a potential change that would be coming into our lives. Lo and behold, the next day, and this is so funny, it's tying into the YTT, the yoga teacher training. YTT is short for yoga teacher training because saying yoga teacher training all the time is a lot of words. But it's interesting because it came up intuitively to talk about the yoga teacher training at the beginning of this episode and my physical self's like, why am I talking about the yoga teacher training? This is a podcast around connecting with animals. But I'm like, oh, well, it's saying to talk about it, bring it up. It's been part of what I've been doing. Let's just chat about it. But now it's tying into the stories. That's great. (laughs) I love when things just intuitively work out. So Kaylee and I co-teach the yoga teacher training. It's wonderful. It's great to share it. And then on those weekends, we often carpool. I went to pick Kaylee up. She lives about 15 minutes away from where I do, which I absolutely love. She used to live in Collingwood, but at some point, her partner, who lives closer to me, yay, moved her our way, and I absolutely love it. And so I went to pick Kaylee up, and that morning, it had been really, really cold, and her water had frozen, so she didn't have water at her house. And they've had a few things go on at their house, unfortunately, which can be really frustrating sometimes. And so when I picked her up, she just was like, oh, this house, she's like, this house is just, it's been a lot of stress. I think we're just going to work on the next year of just fixing it up and then we're going to move. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. Like she's talked about moving before. I know where they are, like isn't their forever home. And I'm like, do you think you would look around here. And she's like, I don't know. And then we kind of conversed a little bit. And then I think I dragged it out of her. (laughs) She was thinking that she would move back to Collingwood, which is about an hour away. So not terrible. But I think it just, it caught me off guard. It did and it didn't. In that moment, in that morning, it definitely caught me off guard. After having time to process it and knowing how she talks about Collingwood, knowing how she feels about Collingwood, like me now, a month later, I get it. Even a few days later, I totally get it. Even the next day, I get it. She's drawn to there. But I think at first, my heart just broke, not to be dramatic. But (laughs) this girl is another one of my soul sisters. And so when she brought that message, and as well, we have the studio together. So, like, all of these things were running through my mind. And I think where I went is for me, I wouldn't want that drive. And so I put kind of my beliefs, my filters on her situation, where for her, she loves long drives. She used to drive all the time, every day from Collingwood to the studio. And all of a sudden we get into this conversation and I feel all of these emotions come forward. And she was wonderful in really opening up around 
just what she's feeling and how she's connecting and what she's thinking, which I so appreciate. And I was having my own experience with it, just with my emotions, what I was thinking, the worries, the fears, the triggers, the sadness, and it just all came so quickly. And then we had this short morning because then we had to jump into the yoga teacher training. And so then it's kind of like (laughs) all of these things coming forward and then it's like, okay, take some breaths, find your groundedness because now we're starting two full days of teaching and training these beautiful humans. And so one of the things we do to start the weekend is we come into a circle and we run through this activity that's called Slug in the Honey. And so a Slug in the Honey, it's just like a connective, you can share, you don't have to share. But it gives everybody in the group an opportunity to explain, since the last time we've been together, what's been your honey, what's been so great and lush and sweet going on in your life, and then what's been your slug, if you happen to have any, or you might have several, or you might have none. That's maybe just slowing things down a little bit or not letting the honey be as smooth kind of thing. As I'm sharing my slug and my honey, I was wondering about sharing the conversation with Kaylee and I, and I'm like, no, no, it's too soon. It's too fresh. I'm going to start crying if I talk about it. (laughs) And so I start sharing instead about the situation with Bob. As I'm talking about this, I'm talking about Bob's journey, taking him somewhere else, and that I can't control where he wants to be and where he wants to live. And in my head, as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like freaking talking about Kaylee through a cat. It's just the mirror of it. As I'm saying it word for word, and I think at one point I even said person, and then I'm like, I mean animal. I'm like, just you couldn't help but laugh at the situation. And it was really, really cool. And I noticed how where with what I pre-experienced kind of midweek that week with what I was going through with Bob not coming back and those emotions, it helped me process more quickly what then Kaylee was able to bring forward and show up in a different way for her. We had a yoga class after that, so it was beautiful because yoga is a really great way to move through energy and to find energy that's stuck and get it flowing and releasing and all of that. And so after the yoga practice, I actually felt really great and in a much better place to hold space for Kaylee versus what I was feeling, which was really cool because when we drove home that night, her and I had a great conversation. We were able to explore things a little more a little more in depth with less of my emotions needing to be part of it too. Um, And we had a really great Sunday and it was so funny because I was like, well, now that I experienced all of this and we've moved through this situation and I can see the link to Bob and what we went through with Bob and how that was like pre-setting me up to move through this conversation with Kaylee easier, I guarantee you Bob's going to come back. I guarantee you. And like we both kind of giggled. And so sure enough, Monday morning, 6.30 a.m., when Alex went to go and check on his chickens, Bob shows up. 
And it was so funny because like I thought I heard him meowing, but I hadn't gotten up yet. So Alex came home later and I went down and I'm like, is Bob back? And he's like, no. And I'm like, oh, like thought for sure he would be. And I think I mentioned this in the last episode. I just know when he's back. There's just this felt sense that I get when he comes back where I can tell he's back on the farm. He's back in our space. And so I was like, oh, I thought for sure he's back. And then I go into the mudroom and of course he's there and he's like, just all of these cute little meows. And it's one of those things where, so Kales and I, we carpool on Mondays too, because we meet for our business. And I'm like, Kales, he's back. And she's like, you got to be kidding me. And it's just so cool when life works out that way. And sometimes, yeah, it needs to be that blatant and in your face where you're talking about one situation, but it ties into another situation so blatantly that you can then see why you preempted and went through that situation before the bigger one. And just how intertwined all of our energy is, right? There's no separation there in our consciousness. There's no real separation. We're all connected. And animals totally relate in on that level. Yeah, he definitely got a canned food that morning and lots of snuggles and cuddles. He was in great spirits. I think it was almost two weeks that he'd been gone, like a pretty long time with some bad weather, but he looked good. So (laughs) that's good. He was a little thinner. He's definitely hungry, but he was He was in great spirits, like typical Bob fashion. Listeners, take what you want from this episode. And if anything, just let it open your mind up to how much the animals in our world are helping us maybe prep or strengthen or pre-experience some things that will then help us out later on on our path. They're little wizards. They're little wizards. They're totems. They're fairies. They're guides. They're guardians. They're our loyal companions in some aspects. And man, oh man, are they fascinating. So give your crew some love. Send out some thanks. Send out some blessings. Know how much they love you too. And have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining. I'll talk to you soon. Here's our little disclaimer. Please know that these animal connections are coming in through my beliefs and filters. They're coming in through my consciousness. But they are not a diagnosis, or are they applicable to all animals? More simply put, these stories are meant to inspire individuals to dive deeper into the relationships with the animals in their world and all that they have to share with them.